Well, hello there. Well, wait, yeah, you, right? You're the one looking for that show about sports and pop culture featuring some of the most entertaining personalities, right? Well, uh, you're kind of in the wrong place because you've just encountered some daggum band kids. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Never Made Varsity, the number one sports podcast from people who know or shouldn't talk anything about sports. No, nah, I mean, I, I made eighth grade uh, football. I ran so. cross country in middle school. My cousin tells me I'm an idiot all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in band. I was in band. But yeah, uh, this is Never Made Varsity. It's a cool podcast. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's introduce ourselves. I feel like that's a good idea. So, my name is Colby. I am from Greensboro, North Carolina. You got, you got a last name, Colby? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Colby. I am a student at UNC Chapel Hill. It is my senior year, and it's real scary. Uh, I'm a sport administration major, so I study sports. I, ESPN is my homework. And that makes me real happy. Uh, my favorite teams, uh, Carolina sports, obviously. Also, Panthers, Hornets, Oregon football. <laughs> Ew. Where'd that come from? Uh, their uniforms were cool when I was little. <laughs> and I just, I just kind of stuck with it. We're waiting for um, Chip Kelly to come back. I reiterate, you. <laughs> Look, we're, they're going to win. The, I almost said we. <laughs> they're going to win the Natty one day. Uh, what else am I interested in? I like nerd stuff. Like Marvel, DC, all that stuff. I started watching Iron Fist today. Have y'all seen that? I heard it sucks. It's terrible. I, I, <laughs> I was talking to some of my friends on the Slack, if any of my Slack friends are here. Hello. But yeah, so watching um, Iron Fist today, um, got through five minutes. I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> Just, <laughs> this is so bad. But Before, I'm going to give it three episodes. I'm going to try. Luke Cage, greatest Marvel original ever. I know, but the, the Defenders came out today. What? I know. I should probably introduce myself. Yeah, you should. <laughs> uh, my name is David. I'm a I'm a senior here at uh, the University of North Carolina. David. <laughs> yeah, if uh, y'all don't mind my voice cracking a little bit, I had to be doing a uh, drum major stuff today. I was yelling at everybody, telling them what to do. You know, he thinks he's important. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but uh, you know, I'm a senior. Uh, yeah, I don't really want to think about it. I don't, I don't really ever want to leave. Uh, What's your major? Oh, I'm a music major, so I want to do uh, something that nobody else wants to do, is go teach in North Carolina. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see, my sports allegiances. Um, I, I'm a covering Giants fan. Uh, now I'm a Panthers fan. Oh, bless your heart. Uh, I, you my, I didn't know that. I, I was indoctrinated into the, into, the, in the, into the Giants fandom, and then uh, my friend Garrett broke me free, and now I'm a Panthers fan. Uh, I'm also a UNC sports fan. Uh, you know, I don't really have an NBA team. I don't. Uh, this is as awful as it sounds. I, I just wherever LeBron, I, wherever goes. LeBron goes, man. Like he's the, he's the goat of the, of our time, if of our LeBron generation. The goat LA, of the ever. I think you mean. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. But he's he's the greatest of our generation. So I mean, I just love watching him play. What yeah. other stuff do you like? Oh man, I'm you know I'm a, I'm just a music nerd, man. I I'm also into all the all the all the comics, uh, DC, Marvel. Uh, let's see. What else am I into? Uh, oh, I, oh, I love Dave movies. Real boring. Oh, I love movies. No, I will. I could talk. No, you know, I'm not even gonna start with that. Cause I can do, I can go for 10 minutes, but the matrix is the best movie, all t- movie of all time. I've never seen it. Oh, could we put you on the spot for some six degrees? Six degrees. Separation. Oh no, dude. Oh, <laughs> no, I can't do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it is 1045 at night. We were all in band camp today, so we're going to be the... This is the most tired pilot ever for... Oh, oh I'm dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one of us. But let's go to the next person. Who else is here? 
All right there. My name is Maverick. I am a senior at the University of North Carolina studying political science and Spanish. Uh, You know, my main sports allegiances, first and foremost, are the North Carolina Tar Heels. Any athletic team that puts Tar Heels across their chest, I am a fan of. I also follow... Even the high schools. Even the high schools, yep. (laughs) There are high schools that put Tar Heels on their chest? There's probably like 10. Possibly. In North Carolina, I wouldn't be surprised. In terms of the National Football League, I am a fan <laughs> of the Tennessee Titans. You said the National the, Football League, and you're bougie. Keep going. <laughs> I, it is the National Football League. Uh, I rep the Tennessee Titans out of the AFC South. Uh, we're going to be we're going to do some things this year. Y'all King of crap, man. I think above everything, I am and forever will be a Dallas Mavericks fan of the NBA. All right, man. How long? Forever, because Dirk truly is the GOAT. So were you named after the movie, like Top Gun? Or like were you named for Maverick from Top Gun or the team? No, uh, my father He's the team. My father's also named Maverick, and so... Was he named after the team? He was named after a <laughs> 1960s television show called Maverick, uh, featuring an actor named James Garner, who played a man with the character's name Maverick. But you're not a Maverick Jr. I am not. I have different middle names. My dad didn't want to give me that burden of being a junior or a second. That was like a mystery inside of Enigma. I didn't know that. <laughs> he wanted me to be my own person, and I am. Maverick Austin. I'm not going to say all your middle names. I don't want to give away. I have many names, and a man has no name. So, Moving on. So if you had a son and you named him Maverick, like obviously not Maverick Jr., would you call him Trey, like the third Maverick, even though he's not really the third Maverick? I have no idea, but... Uh, it, it will come. The Hart dynasty is just starting. I, I the Hart dungeon. We're, we're not even talking about Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart. This is the real Hart dynasty going on right here. So as you can see, Mav likes the WWE. Yes, uh, <laughs> some, of my, some of my interests involve the world wrestling entertainment. Uh, I'm an avid fan of sports entertainment as a whole. And I feel like at this point also, I have also a minor in I Netflix. Are you a sport admin major? I am not, but I still am very interested in the industry. Uh, This summer, I was actually an intern for the Asheville Tourist Baseball Club. They are the single A affiliate for the Colorado Rockies. So I got to spend time in my hometown uh, working with the tourists. It was a very great experience getting into sport management. Look, I don't even know who the Greensboro Grasshoppers are. Maybe the Marlins? It used to be the Yankees. I believe. Go Charlotte Knights. How many games have you been to? Tell Two. me. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two. Do you even know their affiliate? The White Sox? It is the White Sox. I got it. <laughs> Unlike Sports. these lovely people, I actually come from a place with a real MLB team. Oh, my goodness. Wait, wait who is you? I'm Aaron. Our resident producer. I am the guy behind the soundboard pretending to know what I'm doing. Producer, I'm clapping in my head. Editor. Basically, I click the record button. <laughs> He's a garage uh, band expert. I am from the bustling metropolis of a suburb on the east side of the city of Champions, also oh known God. as Cleveland, Ohio. I can't oh, stand you. I am. <laughs> y'all won like one championship. Like, you're still Cleveland. How many championships does well, the Ville have? Who? The Ville, Asheville. <laughs> uh, we have three Southern Atlantic championships. <laughs> 1984, 2012, and 2014. Ooh. In, Ooh, he hit you with oh, the dates. <laughs> excuse me, those are the minor leagues, right? Yeah, we are the single A. We still got rings. The champions of the feeders. Rings. I got a class ring. I am 
a diehard fan of the Cavs, the Tribe. Unfortunately, the Browns, we are unfortunately season ticket holders. I wear my hat around with pride. We do have season (laughs) tickets. 20 rows up on the 20-yard line on the visitor's side. You should get a ring if they ever (laughs) win. I have a Cavs ring. It's not a real ring. It was like 20 bucks. No, I'm talking Browns, bro. I'm talking like one in six. (laughs) I will make it public now. If the Browns win a championship, I will get a Browns tattoo. Oh, my God. I'll hold you to that. It's recorded. It is recorded. (laughs) In one year's time, I will have a Browns tattoo. Oh, shut up. Oh, my God. Miles Garrett can't do that much. (laughs) Up until about a little more than, a little less than a year ago, I was a diehard Ohio State fan. Now I am a diehard Carolina fan. I don't mind Ohio State. They're fine. Ohio State's still the second team, but. But do we have to throw the in front of everything? That is the official name of the university. But what? There was a big, like, lawsuit with Ohio University in the 60s or the 80s. You know what else bothers me? The 12s. How the freaking Seahawks stole that from uh, Texas, Texas A&M. Texas A&M, yeah. The 12s. That just always bothered me. Because I, 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 it took me, like, I didn't actually realize it when I put two and two together. I was like, that's, that's, that's kind of dumb. So, like, okay. I went to the uh, playoff game 2015 Panthers. That's when they went to the Super Bowl? Yes. So, yeah, 2015. The golden year. Against the Seahawks. And there were so many 12s. And when I say that first half that crushed your spirit was the best half of football in my life. It was amazing. Just watching them all crumple into their seats. I am the worst. I realize because I'm sick. How... How many people did you see leave when Luke Keekly got Luke Keekly got that interception for a touchdown? At least twelve. <laughs> All right, one more thing that I want to know from everyone: worst sports moment that you've seen live? That I've seen live, oh, no. like at the game, or if there's not a qualifier, okay, then Matt's on TV. Top everybody, no, you go last. You go because you're here, here, here it is. I, I saw. I didn't see this like in person. I saw this live on TV. Kevin wears leg injury. Oh, that's a that's good Kevin one. wears leg that injury against really Duke. Was, no. It actually made me sick to my stomach because they replayed it once, I think, and they were like, mm, nope, never, <laughs> never mind. I do remember that. Like, I remember him falling down. I'm like, that man just broke his leg. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I just, somebody I just, needs to get to him like right now. I just yeah. remember the benches clearing, and people were – I think they zoomed in uh, – who did they zoom? It was somebody on Duke's team, but I don't remember. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I don't care. Um, but they zoomed in, and he he kind of glanced back at what happened. He's like, oh, oh, like he kind of yeah winced a little bit. Now, yeah, it, I didn't it, see it, that, that one live. I remember, I remember Paul George's injury. I saw that one live, and that, that one same injury, right? It was, it was a, a compound, compound fracture, fracture. Yeah. same one as Theismann. But this man did not have his whole. Just leg out there, man. His leg bone out there, man. <laughs> the leg bone was out here. <laughs> out here. My hands are very wide out. You oh, can't see it. Um, <laughs> worst um, sports moment. Uh, live? Probably when we lost to Duke at home my sophomore oh, year. That was crushing. That was rough. Because, what, Joel missed Joel it? went. He was at oh, around the he got blocked. line. Well, yeah. he, he threw it up. I mean, it was not. It was there was just not. There weren't any. Left. It wasn't a really great. Look. Yeah, I blocked then, that out of my mind. <laughs> I didn't even think about uh, that. Num- that number three for Duke just grabbed the ball and ran across. I don't. I don't even know who that kid is. Just number three. He's uh, tripping. Anchor. Uh, Aaron. My worst. It doesn't top Mavericks, but for me, it's up there. I was at a Monday night football game, Browns Ravens. I don't know why they gave us a Monday night game at home, but they did. And I think I know what you're going to say. Oh, I think I know what this I know game exactly is. What I think it say. lost me money. I have. That's <laughs> the first time I'd ever been at a non 
one o'clock on a Sunday Browns game. Was this like relatively recent? It was my junior year. Yes, and yes. Oh yeah. Uh, this game, yes. like, this Browns game lost me money. This game, this <laughs> I think this was the season when the Browns started off like seven and three, but like we all knew they weren't making the playoffs. This game was just for pride because it was already in like November, mm-hmm. and we are down. I think like two points with like no time left. There's like three seconds down two. No, we're no, no, we're not down two points. We were down. We were tied down zero. So if we miss the kick, we're at about our own 25, 35 yard line on the hash, make the kick. We win, miss the kick overtime. So, you know, you got nothing to lose. So you think <laughs> I'm thinking that we're number one, going to beat the freaking Ravens. Number two on Monday night football. Number three, I'm going to be there. Balls snapped. And that is what comes to mind when the kick six is mentioned. Not the, not the Auburn Auburn Alabama game. (laughs) One of my friends from home is a Ravens fan. And that is one of the only times that I've wanted to live in Cleveland. We don't really care about the Ravens. Like Cleveland is a football town, but is no one really cares about like no one takes being a fan of another football team that personally. Quick aside, uh, worst for, sports sport worst words worst sports moment that I saw that didn't affect me personally. NC State shanking the kick against Clemson. <laughs> that was this funny. past year. <laughs> I mean, they pulled a state. That was the absolute funniest thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Anyway, Mav, go ahead and top all of us. Go for it. Uh, two years ago, uh, I had the distinct opportunity of being with the University of North Carolina Pet Band at the 2016 Final Four. Uh, we made the national championship game where we faced uh, Villanova. Oh, God. Sure uh, did. I was courtside, and uh, I one experience, one of my greatest sport moments when Marcus Page hit one of the most incredible three-pointers I've ever seen in my natural-born life, only for 4.7 seconds later to have Chris Jenkins steal the show. That, that I mean, from, especially from that high to a low, like that was a truly heartbreaking moment. But we're the Natty Champ, so I don't even care no more. We redeemed. Uh, when I was in the hotel, I saw Chris Jenkins in Phoenix, and I said, uh, you are forgiven, Chris, and walked away. <laughs> but actually, but let's get to my other one. Cross him on his forehead and leave. The, the 2006 NBA Finals, the Dallas Mavericks versus the Miami Heat, we were up two games to none. Uh, there were some and very the refs qu- happened. <laughs> the, then the referees happened. There were some very, very questionable calls. Dwayne Wade happened, boy. Uh, and... <laughs> Unfortunately, the Heat won four in a row after that and stole Dirk his first championship, in which we would later capture in 2011, defeating the big three. But 2006 really hurt for the Mavericks organization. Y'all, how are we friends? How do we know each other? Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. Well, like we mentioned before, we're all in band. We're all um, avid music people. Yeah. Musicians. That's probably the correct word for it. Musicians. Musicians. Music no, we're people. music. Music people. Music Musicites. <laughs> And we also brothers. Music we men? Bros. We bros. Yeah, we are brothers of Kappa Kappa Psi, the National Honorary Band Fraternity. Show enough. You know, nineteen nineteen. It's a good year. Oh, it's a good year. One nine two times. <laughs> and you know what happened the year after that? Cleveland Indians won their first championship. Oh, oh my, my god. god, you always have to pull <laughs> <laughs> The worst. 
But yeah, and we like sports. I never got to talk about what I like. Oh, what do you oh, like? Shoot. It I'll doesn't keep it matter what you think. <laughs> I'll keep it short. One word. Any guesses? I don't know Cleveland because you like minions. Oh, stop! (laughs) No, we're not. We're not doing this. When I say I love minions, I mean I love minions. I have four minion things on my desk. I have a minion phone case. My watch face is minions. I have a minion stuffed animal. I have a minion plushie on my backpack. I thought it was ironic at first, but I learned very quickly that it is not ironic. It's genuine, and I don't know. Not sure if it's ironic. If people think that I'm like really committed to a long con joke, no, I'm. I just actually love minions. It's a bit, dude. I'm convinced this is a bit. It's it's been it's been a bit since you've been here since I've known you. I'm convinced. Also, another quick aside. uh, I'm also a WWE expert. I know the names of exactly uh, four people. Uh, Can I I guess who they are? Go for it. John Cena. Yes. Undertaker. Undertaker. Yes. Randy Orton. No. Brock Lesnar. The Rock. Only because of UFC. The Rock. And Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. You don't even know the J- the Hardy Brothers? They're from North Actually, you know what? I do know the Hardy Brothers, actually, because I saw a picture of them, the and Kenny, uh, them, them and Kennedy yeah. Meeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, I, I, for some reason, I know Booker T. Mm-hmm. I know Booker T. Because I played a... He's a former king of the ring. It's, it's really funny. I played a lot of WWE SmackDown in 2000... What was it? 2002? I don't know. It was on the PS2, but I always used Booker T, and I always won. Back in the day, I was a real big WWE fan. Me I went too. to Unforgiven 2007, pay-per-view in Cleveland. How did you get tickets to all of these things? My family loves forts. <laughs> we go all out. And my bar mitzvah theme was WWE. That's actually pretty great. It was lit. <laughs> All right, so uh, a couple weeks ago, we asked for topics on Twitter, so we're going to dig into a couple of these. Uh, our first question is from Michael Coe at Michael Coe 1995 He's asking for our opinions on realistic expectations for UNC football this year, and I believe I have the only correct answer for this question. <laughs> the correct answer? Yes, I, I do. Let's see about this. Uh, I'm, uh, I don't know. I say six wins is a good season. I say I don't know. I say six, I say six wins is a good season. I think our defense is actually going to be like a step up from any previous years. And that's scary to think about. I, uh, you know, we just got so much firepower on the defense, man. We you know? really do. Defensive line is deep. Yeah, man. We got Andre Smith. I mean, he he's a monster, dude. Kaysen, and a nice guy. Jason Collins is one heck of a player, too. Yeah. He's going to re-energize uh also, one of the most underrated secondaries mm-hmm. in college football. And well, last we season, get more than one interception. Last season, we had the best interception to touchdown rate on one inter- for one <laughs> in the country. One interception, one pick six. I, 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 I distinctly remember there were so many times where we were like, we were so close to having an interception, and they would just either drop it or just something weird would happen. It's not like our secondary was bad. No, just, they were great. It just no interceptions. And it just, yeah. we, it got to a point where everyone knew that we had no interceptions. So when it happened, I think that was one of the loudest times oh, I heard Keenan stadium lost their mind. Cause I think that everyone is aware. Home. <laughs> no, I, and I think we really brought in some new talent this year. I think Jake, Jake Lawler, Jake Lawler, man, the sensation, I think for yeah. the last, uh, he's the biggest recruit I can remember so far that has. Come he's a good. To he's a good recruiter. Yes, he he, he is he, on Twitter. He is recruiting people. He is he's a hard recruiter. Yeah, but the reason I said I don't know is okay. Yeah, the defense is great, but offense. at some point the offense to, is. It's, at some point, you have to score points. I'm not saying that the offense is going to be bad, but I don't know where the offense no. is going to come from. We lost our top three receivers, our two running backs, and our quarterback. 
Mm-hmm. Not a good situation. And two offensive linemen. It, it's, it's really hard to come back from any kind of turnover like that. I yeah. Mean, when you lose that amount of players, you have to completely like change how you approach things with new players, and you have to create a whole new system almost. Uh, I know when I looked at this schedule coming up, we have quite the schedule. We it's have rough. Notre Dame at home. We have Louisville at home. I mean, the second game. I, I had a really hard time counting six wins. I, I mean, I, I want them to prove me wrong, and maybe they're hearing us right now. You know, I have some friends on the football team. Uh, they might be getting on me when they hear about this, so I hope they prove me wrong. Maybe this is the fuel they need listening so to this I'm, podcast. I'm going to do your buddies a favor. I'm saying that we're winning the Coastal Division. We're going to win ten games. Are you serious? We were picked to finish fifth in the Coastal Division. Oh yeah, past uh-huh. five years. Teams, the team that has been picked to finish fifth in the Coastal, last, last, second, first, first. So we are either going to be amazing or we are going to be horrible. That trend means absolutely I just, nothing. I, I just think and we cannot, I do not see us being that bad. Okay, so here's, here's my thing. I was talking to uh, one of my friends, Adam. Um, hello, Adam, if you're listening. Um, so we were talking about offensive talent in the ACC. And he asked me to name how many starting quarterbacks of opposing teams I knew this year. So, Cal. No clue. Louisville. Lamar, boy. Uh, Old Dominion. Duke. Uh, They got that freshman guy from last year, right? I just can't remember his name. Georgia Tech. That doesn't matter who's quarterback. That's a system. Virginia. Virginia Tech. Miami. Kaya left, correct? Yeah, yes. Kaya's gone. He, he was in the draft. Okay. I know that because I was talking to Adam, who uh, lived in Detroit. Uh, Pittsburgh. Western Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> NC State. Like, so I think that if the offense figures something out, which I trust Fedora. Fedora has a great offensive mind. I think he can come up with something, but... I don't know if I would call him a great offensive mind. I think he is. I, I Screen know. plays... On first down every time gets old Bro, really we're like quickly. Forty points a game. <laughs> can I just? Say, yeah, we I, also had debatably the best quarterback in the country last can, year. Can I just say the one time that I became extremely frustrated with Fedora was I think you guys know what play I'm talking about. We we're at like I, something. We were in the red zone. I think we were on like the within the five yard line, maybe the two. Are you and, talking about the bowl game? No, 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 no. This is a, this is a home game in Keenan. We were at a home game. And we were in the end zone facing the tar pit, which for those of you who don't know is the student section uh, and also where the band sits. And for some godforsaken reason, yeah, I, you know exactly yeah, yeah, what I'm I talking about. I know exactly about. what you're talking so, about. So Mitch yeah. Trubisky, I love Mitch, Mr. Biscuit. Mr. Biscuit. I love Mitch Trubisky and I love his game. He's taken all of his snaps from shotgun. No snaps under center. For some ungodly reason, he decides, it's, I think it's fourth down. Yeah, It's, it's fourth down. down in the goal line, we're going to put him under center. I do remember that now. I Why? Remember this. No, it, it, the same thing the happened same thing in our bowl game when we were in El Paso. We you know what happened? We, we didn't get Jack. We, we, we didn't get the points. And then he, he, he does come out and say, that we've been working on this play for two years. It was, on, like, it was against NC State, I believe. Yes. It was against NC State. That is easily – I'm a Cleveland sports fan. I have had more than my fair share of sports ref- frustration – I was a Carolina fan for a legit Carolina fan for less than three months at that time. And that is in the top five of the most frustrated I've been after a game because the whole season screenplay after screenplay after screenplay. And if, if we could call offense on first down and keep pushing it at the defense, 
We beat Duke. We beat NC State. I would say we would have still lost to Georgia and we still would have lost to Virginia Tech, but still that's 10 and 2. That means we make the ACC championship. Our offense was good enough to give Clemson a run at it. We weren't going to beat them, but we could have given them a run and we would have been in a New Year's Six Bowl game. Yeah, but okay, those screenplays you talked about, this is the first time I've seen Fedora do this last year. He faked a screenplay and threw it over everyone's heads to Switzer for a touchdown. Okay, but we don't have Switzer. That's what I was going to say with these screenplays. We don't have. We don't, but we don't have. A dynamic player like Ryan Switzer. I, I don't I, think Austin Prohl equals Ryan Switzer. I'm sorry. I, I feel like he's a he's a good mix of being both a slot receiver and a deep threat. Like there, he caught several deep balls. It was was it against the Illinois game last year that he caught the bomb. Uh, yes, yeah, uh, and he had several other great plays. But he can also play in a slot position. We also have a lot of new people. I think that'll be a big thing for this year is people stepping up and getting into that role. And taking over. It goes back to questions. It's just yeah. a question mark on yeah. the offense. I would just say, I, I would definitely say this season is just a big question mark. It, but we do, I still think we're on the rise and we have a lot of things yet to come. Does, just, a, just an aside, does, do we have any? I think that's the third aside. <laughs> no, sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. But it's, it's actually related. It's actually, okay. it's actually related. It's just kind of a, a branching topic. Yeah. Who do we think is going to be starting quarterback? Brandon Harris. I don't. Do you think it'll be Brandon Harris? I definitely think it's Brandon Harris. I, mean, I think he'll get it off of the I fact think of who he is. Gonna, he's a graduate. At least he's, at some point he's going to get it. If it's not him at the starting of the season, I don't know. It's not. I don't think it's going to be Chaz Surratt. He's. But I've heard so many good things about him. I have I know, heard I just, some good things about Nathan Elliott. Yeah, he's a lefty. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, it flips the offense. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole thing. Like Brandon Harris is on borrowed time, and I feel like that's going to inspire him uh, to play his best game. So, because it's basically like his last chance. So. Yeah, but you need time to get into Fedora's offense. Mm-hmm. You need to have that time, and I think Nathan. I think he grasps the grasps the offense just be, just from the virtue of him being here. Do you think we do dual quarter, dual quarterbacks like oh, we did with God, Mitch and Marquise? I hope cool. not. But and I think in these, this situation, we might very well do it. A two or even a three quarterback situation, depending on what kind of results we see on the rotating floor. quarterbacks and well for nobody. Oh, I know. Quarterba- if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. Exactly. But I feel but like I think Marquise deserved. I think sorry, that even year. though this is going to be a rebuilding, retooling season, look through our schedule. There are at, there are six guaranteed wins unless we choke away games. I don't think I think there are two that, that, that winnable. That, there are six games that I will be upset if we lose, and there are two more games that I think that we can definitely win. So going through the schedule, California win, Louisville loss, Old Dominion win, Duke. I think we should be. I think that's a toss up. I think like from Duke. Georgia Tech, Notre Dame, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Miami, Pittsburgh. I think those are all toss-ups. Virginia is not a toss-up. Virginia, okay, I would, I'm I sorry would. to – I got a friend that goes to Virginia. I apologize, Seth, but Virginia is trash. I would. I think we do have a great chance to get Pitt. They have always – in the last few years they've had difficult – they have just as difficult situations at their quarterback position. Uh, and now with James Conner gone, uh, they still have someone that has to step up in their running back role. And so, so yeah, the game's winnable. So yeah, I definitely say it's win- I wouldn't say I wouldn't go as far to say it's guaranteed, but I still think that it's possible. And it, it just depends. Do we show up on that day? Yeah. All right. So let's go move on to our next question. Um, <laughs> uh, Turner Metlicott asked us to talk about 
The Room, which is the worst movie ever, and we're not going to do it. But also one of the best movies of all time. We, I'm already triggered by hearing We that. are not going to talk about that. But he also asked him. us to talk about the one and done rule. Oh, boy. Yeah. What do we think about that? I feel like we're all of similar so, minds about this, but maybe not. I, I don't really know what to think about it because at first, the way that I think makes the most sense, but it also makes no sense is to do it in a manner similar to baseball or football, but even more extreme where I think that we should, well, not football, but I think that we should let kids go straight out of high school because being a one and done, it's not good for the sport. It's good for the fans of those teams, but it's not good for fans at large. I, I kind of think that we should make kids that go to school, go there for four years because that's, but what's that accomplishing? That's making college basketball what I think it's supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about building a team and building it up and having senior leaders that can carry you over the top. I don't think you need to keep them four years, though. I don't think that's... I think at least making them stay through their junior year. I think that when they want to go, let them go. Once they finish high school, if they want to go straight to high school, let them go. If they want to two years, let them go. I think that a major issue that the one-and-done rule can't get solved until this issue is solved is that there's no other way... For a player to develop themselves, other than going to Besides college, because or leave the country. But even if they leave the country, their draft stock is likely going to fall because they're not getting exposure. Look at Terrence Ferguson. They can make money in China or in Europe, but they're not getting the exposure. Their draft stock is going to fall it, for some reason. Exactly, yeah. and the the D League now known as the G League. And there, it's not a legitimate minor league. It's not like in baseball where you're actually developing guys in your system. I think that part of the issue with basketball is that it's like soccer where you expect 18, 19-year-olds to come in and immediately contribute, whereas in baseball and football, you don't really expect a guy to make a splash on your team until he's 23, 24. It's just borrowed time if it's earlier. And I think that we obviously can't have guys going into the professionals leagues even if it's into a minor league system like soccer at 15 16 years old but if we had places that had like feeder teams like soccer has and we had a real minor league in the nba then we would be able to let guys develop it would obviously bad be bad for college basketball but for the nba it would be a lot better because guys would get better they would be able to make money and that they would have their NBA career set up. I, I think that speaks a lot to my point. Like, I think that the G League is one of the uh, is a, it's it's uh, becoming a very much successful organization now, and I think they're really starting to delve into the developmental like potential that it has. And so, I've, the biggest thing I've heard is that NBA scouts don't want to be sitting in high school gyms. But at the same time, I mean. If, Excuse uh, me, the Greensboro Swarm play in the Greensboro Coliseum. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, I think it would be a beneficial thing for the, to to use the G League as more of a developmental league in taking one-and-done players who would spend a year at college but allow them to be drafted by a developmental system or just be a, a team and then sent down. And at that point, it's, if all these one-and-dones go into the G League, then it's going to be a very – developmental system where you're playing against the best of the best that are wanting to get to the NBA. Also, 
a major issue, though. Uh, while I agree that the G League is the optimal situation, is there a market? Because the reason why college basketball is so successful is that people have allegiances to their college teams because that's where the they went to college. This year? Like that's some, true, but this we're is not also, even talking about this was G-League. also one of the most star-studded draft classes, like big name draft classes with big egos. But even last year, like people were starting to watch the G. Or I, mm-hmm. the I, at the I time. agree, but I think that especially with the way that ESPN is going right now, where they are, I don't want to say failing, but they are they're, they're, definitely they're, a step down there's from some questions, there's some questions the powerhouse. I don't know if they can afford five to eight years of building up a base for a G League when that's already there in college. Well, now we're getting away from the question. Like, I feel like what's the point of forcing these college kids to stay in a place they don't want to be? Maybe they aren't good enough out of high school. But if they develop over two years while they're in college, let them go. This is where I like the the, the new draft rules where players can yeah. go – Get an evaluation from scouts. Come back if they need to. If they need to, and come back with that's what Justin Jackson did. It's exactly what Justin Jackson mm-hmm. did. He went, got feedback, came back, worked tirelessly, almost Kobe like on his three point shot, and boom! Like he was he, the he, same animal and a different beast. Stop! <laughs> Don't do this. Like even for for that rule, I would go as far as to say as players not only can you get these evaluations if you go to the draft and you are not drafted you should be able to have the option to go back as well if you're oh, not yeah. if I would you agree have about no ties to a team i think that they should not do it the way the mlb does it where teams essentially waste draft picks on oh, yeah. guys who end up returning to school yeah. because especially in a league like the nba where there's only two rounds in the draft and where well the teams you expect so a lot small. of draft picks to plug and play teams can't afford to waste draft picks if we expanded the draft to say five rounds and had a legitimate developmental league where there were more spots for guys to for draft and stashes then i would be more willing to accept letting guys go back after getting drafted but until that point i think that there needs to be some line of commitment i think you're focusing on the market and and the all the big picture stuff what about the what about the players rights i mean like what about those kids rights Uh, the people that are you know what? Who are, who is the, the NCAA? Product. Who who is the NCAA to tell them? You know, straight out of high school. No, you have to be here. I, I mean, mean, the NCAA is the only organization. We're going to get on another. That's another <laughs> yeah. conversation where where I'm not a huge fan of the NCAA. The NCAA, but that's another conversation for another another podcast. Another podcast. We can't do that right now. <laughs> but I, I just think I think I don't. I find my beliefs lining up a lot with Jay Billis on a lot of things. Those being. Uh, one of them is is about the UNC scandal, but I believe we're going to talk about it a little later. Um, Are we? I feel like we should hold off on that until we get like an actual ruling. Because like right now, are we going to be like? You think so? Oh, what do you think is going to happen? And I was like, I want to wait till yeah, until the the NCAA actually makes a move. Until they actually make a move, which will be by the next time we record. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. He <laughs> said it was going to take year. three weeks when it first came out. Then we'll talk about seven it. years ago. It came out before Facebook went public. That's how long it's been. Are you serious? Yes. When did Facebook go public? Around, I was 13. All right? Seven years ago? Maybe. You weren't on a varsity team, I know that. (laughs) Boo. Roll credits. Uh, May 18th, 2012. 
Whoa. Wow. <laughs> that late? I, I thought it was like date. 2008, 2009. I just wow. read that date thinking like, oh, there's a date. That's five years ago. I remember when YouTube... I remember and being, now Facebook has more than two billion people on there, doesn't it? Yeah, it's two billion accounts. I remember when YouTube first, <laughs> <laughs> when it first became popular, when it was just a little site on the internet where it's like, hey, people can just upload cool videos and you can just watch them. I was in elementary school when YouTube Watching came out. Charlie the Unicorn? That, Charlie was my dude. They were messing with Charlie all day long. <laughs> okay, see, but I watched that when I was about 18 again, and I was like, how did I think this was funny? <laughs> Wait, no, Facebook couldn't have gone public in 2012 because I made my Facebook in seventh grade. Go like have their like initial public offering like outside of college campuses. Oh, I thought you meant like they became a public company. No, I meant like when like regular non students could join. Oh yeah, that was like two thousand seven. Because I was going to say two thousand twelve was about when I started going on Reddit, and then now that's the only Gross. website I go on. Yeah, I love Reddit and I hate Reddit. I kind of wish I never discovered it, but also, like... It's very helpful to keeping up with, especially sports news. Yes. Except there is so much shit posting on there now. It's a lot. Well, this is the off-season. What else are we going to well, talk no, about? Even during the season. If Roy Williams was any, a nice, cool any post-game threads, Any post-game threads on Reddit... I think he'd be better pecan. Are <laughs> Shout out to the... To the uh, Carolina pod. What was it? The, 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 the pod. Insider. Carolina Insider pod. For uh, telling the story about uh, Roy Williams ordering that strawberry milkshake. Yes. Well, would he be a strawberry milkshake? Is that what? Mm, I'm sticking with butter pecan. Really? You think so? Yeah. Okay. What do you think he would be? Chocolate? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay, that's a good enough question. What's your, what are y'all's favorite uh, Michael Jackson songs? I just dropped that on you. Don't say Thriller, I swear. No, it's not Thriller. Thriller is a bad song. The music video is great. The music video is like a masterpiece. I'm a really big fan of Ben. It's a little sad, but it's a really, really good ballad. Who hurt you? (laughs) (laughs) To make that your favorite Michael Jackson song. I I love Michael Jackson, don't get me wrong, but like, like, I love his happy songs and his like fast songs, but I love a good ballad. I, I personally like Man in the Mirror. I just I, I personally like the message. That's a really I mean, good it, one. It, it makes you really think. Like it, it's a lot of things where you know it starts with me. Like oh my god, if you like being a change, like it always starts with you. And I mean it's a it's a it's a general message. I think can be applied to a lot of aspects in life. No comment. I, I remember how charged, how emotionally charged. Uh, they don't really care about us. Was and that music video? He was angry. As, <laughs> as, as cheesy as that music video is, that that song is so emotionally charged that I can't help but love it. He was ready to fight somebody in the middle of that. Song. He was dancing in that prison cell, and he was ready to score up with anyone with a hee hee. <laughs> uh, also, Smooth Criminal is really good. Smooth Criminal is good. Underrated Michael Jackson song, Butterflies. It's dope. Listen to it. Butterflies in the sky. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, reading oh, rainbow. Okay, what was the first book series that y'all ever fell in love with? The Percy Jackson series. The Pendragon Adventure. Yo, I, you read I, that too? I, I started rereading it last week. I read four books in a week oh and a half. Oh my God. 
I freaking love that series. What are y'all talking about? I can look past your minion thing now, dude. Oh, I love you so much. (laughs) Oh, I love you so much right now. I mean, my first, it had to be the Magic Treehouse series. I can see that. Never read any of them. So you were reading, what, the the Pencil Dragon? Is that what you were reading? (laughs) Set of the Magic Treehouse? Really? Dude, the Pendragon series was dope. That was like interdimensional travel. It's Oh, it's so good, man. I, one word. I also enjoyed the Guardians of Cahool. Dude, oh, that was dope. The owls? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that. I, this owl's got a mask on. Like Underrated movie, too. Oh, yeah. Underrated like, movie. I saw that book cover like when I was a kid. I was like, that looks... That's scary. <laughs> I'm not going to read that. Along those lines, can we mention for a minute that Diary of a Wimpy Kid is now on like its ninth book? Fourth movie. I heard. I saw a review. They got new actors. No, I saw. I saw. What? I saw. <laughs> the, <a review>. old, <laughs> the other ones got too old. I saw a review for the for the fourth one. They were like, "It takes a lot to make the other three Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies look good." <laughs> this just did that. <laughs> do you do you all know the what was the Pendragon series about? Tell me about it. It's oh. about this dude Bobby Pendragon who yeah, is like. He, I mean, he's got to save the universe. It's like, uh, it's like those. It's like, <laughs> well, so there, there are these ten territories. Yes, and they all there's this bad guy named Saint Dane. I don't know why he's called the Saint. Don't ask. Well, I think they talk about it, but yeah. I don't remember. It's been so long since I read it. But I was in sixth grade. So, anyways, there are these ten territories, and each of them is leading up to a turning point, and Saint Dane wants to turn them to the bad side so he can rebuild the universe mm-hmm. in his vision and rule the universe. And Bobby and the other travelers. Are trying to push them towards the good side and keep the universe it was, good. It was, it was pretty. It was pretty adult themes. Yes, where it's kind of like like teen. It's like Avatar, where it's still really good for kids, <gasps> but okay. as an adult, you can I've seen as an adult. Before. There are a lot of themes that come up that you don't notice when the, you're younger. There was a, there was a there was one that was based in an underwater. Chloral was freaking lit. Yeah, man. And then there was one where they went to like the jungle, and it was like everyone was like, "Yeah, freaking cheetahs or something." I'm reading that oh, one right now, dude. Oh, it was so lit. So I Google pin dragon, just thinking a book would come up, and a, and a dictionary popped up on Google. Uh, pin dragon noun is a title given to an ancient British or Welsh prince holding or claiming supreme power. Well, it's a little Nerd. white dude. It's a little white dude who's the main <laughs> character. So I mean, that makes sense. He's like 13. It comes from the Welsh. Um, pen meaning head and dragon meaning standard. Nerd. Oh my god. All right, moving on. <laughs> Wait, I didn't say my book. Uh, oh, shoot, sorry. Uh, series of unfortunate events. Oh, that's a really good one. I never I finished it. I got into all 13 of them. They were yeah. really good. I read like the first eight and then I don't, I just stopped. Have you the, the Netflix series is real so good. good. Neil Patrick Harris is one of my favorite actors. It's very, I love him. Isn't it very like, is it Wes Anderson? It's very Wes Anderson. Yes, it's, it's most it's, definitely Wes Anderson-y. Yes. Um, are we all caught up on Game of Thrones? No, David? I'm not. I'm trying I my am. hardest. It's really hard to catch up when you're working and doing things from like eight o'clock in the morning to like nine o'clock at night. Do you know how much how many things I'm doing right now, David? Okay, Mr. RA and like <laughs> whatever. You can watch stuff at the I desk. I have my priorities. You can watch stuff at the desk. I can't watch stuff yelling at people <laughs> at band camp. Yeah, the, I watched Iron Fist at the desk today while I was yeah. working, while I wasn't at band camp. All right, rank these four bands because they're the four most prominent, like, 60s to 80s bands in my mind. But Is I'm probably forgetting. music? 
I'm probably forgetting people. I'm it's probably good. white people music. I'm pretty right. good with classic rock, though. Beatles. Okay. Stones. Queen. Michael Jackson. Queen's at the top. I thank you. Queen is. Queen awesome. was Queen's my favorite band at the end of middle B. school. Well, you want to you want to throw Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson's kind of a monkey wrench in there, and that's like that's 80s. true. I guess that doesn't really he doesn't really fit in with them. It, it, but, it doesn't really fit the genre of the other three. Uh, that Queen is one hundred percent number one. Obviously, like the Beatles is amazing, and like they're probably the best band of all time. It doesn't but age well. Can I ignore? Can I ignore? I'm going to ignore Michael Jackson for a second. It will go. It would go Queen, Beatles, Stones. The I agree. Don't age, I don't Queen age it. Well. Queen, I think, got, even though they're completely different, Queen is like one of the reasons why I love Streetlight Manifesto because it's, oh, those are two bands where they're both amazing at so many genres of music mm-hmm. and they can do literally anything. My roommate was in a Scott band in Jersey. Shout out to Angelo. That's pretty cool. I'm Googling the Rolling Stones. But also, I think I like Streetlight because I'm a nerdy band kid and I like trumpets. Because like I know they have songs. Let me see which songs. You know you have songs. songs. I know they have songs. <laughs> I know they queen? do. No, no. it's like Rolling Stones. Stones. Oh. Dude, I mean, like you look down the track list for Queen and everything is a bop. That's hit the thing. Queen is the first band hit. ever that I liked every song on an album. They they were on the on the the, the fat booties before everyone else. Mm-hmm. True. They're trendsetters. <laughs> Uh, why can I not think of any Rolling Stones songs? I'm the worst. They have that magazine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Singles discography. Uh, I feel like somebody's gonna. Some people are gonna think we're very sacrilegious for for this these comments because some people really like the Stones, man. Some people really like the Beatles. Well, I can understand that though because they're one of the almost iconic bands ever. Yeah, in the '60s when no one had ever heard a guitar before. Oh my! God. Well, but they're, they're also like the <laughs> reason why that. music is what it is now. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. Okay, I don't dislike the Beatles. Their I mu- really, their don't. music evolved in a way that I don't think anybody had ever seen before. Early Beatles think. or late Beatles? Oh, that's so hard. Like uh, pre-drug yeah, like Beatles or post-drug Beatles? Yes. Yeah, I'll go Queenstones Beatles. <laughs> you didn't know any you of their songs about about two minutes ago. I see you googling the Rolling Stones, and yeah, you just put them ahead. Yeah, no. <laughs> you're just looking at a list of songs by the Rolling Stones yeah, that you probably at, haven't heard. Right, I'm looking new at the category, songs now. new okay. category with Michael Jackson. I would put him like in an Elvis category. Obviously, they're completely different eras, but right. you got to put solo guys in a different category than bands. So you'd put them with, I don't know, like. Not Whitney Houston because she's too Usher. late, but well, just say no. Michael Jackson and Usher. Stop it. But like <laughs> Whitney Houston, Usher. Whitney Houston's the type Usher. of person that would be in that category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is it, Whitney? Well, but I don't know if I would put her in that because like that's not like the like transform. She, There's I don't no, know if I would call her a transformative musician. Y'all, but, my mom loves Whitney Houston, but you can't like, more anybody, than anything. You can't compare anybody to Michael Jackson. I don't think. I don't think he's a. Can very you compare anyone to Elvis? Well, we can compare the people that Elvis stole stuff from to Elvis. <laughs> Hound Dog. <laughs> I th- he stole it from Forrest Gump. I think that Elvis... Oh, oh my God. You can't compare anyone to Elvis, but Elvis is also like... Someone like the Beach Boys where he is like one of the ba- greatest musicians ever, but isn't ever going to be like... 
like he's obviously in the top tier, but he's not on the Mount Rushmore of musicians because he's not a transformative musician like the Beatles or like Queen or like Michael Jackson. If it wasn't for um, Uncle Jesse, I would have never heard of um, the Beach Boys. There was a phase that I went through. Uh, there was a phase that I went through in middle school. Where was I that thought, a full house deep cut that no one got? No, <laughs> I got that. There was there was a phase in middle school where I thought Three Days Grace was the greatest band in the world. I Edgy. feel like everyone had like a that My Chemical Romance stage. It was like this is the best band. Oh, dude, no, I'm still in the My Chemical Romance, <laughs> dude. I still, dude, My can dude. Panic at the Disco is still rocking. All one of them. Oh yeah, it's just Brandon Yuri now, or Brandon Yuri. But he was in Kinky Boots, too. He was killing it, man. Oh, he's just so multi-talented. He can do everything. It's just crazy. And he's got pipes. He's got pipes. Yeah, he does. Like, real pipes. You are going to say something. You got real close to the mic, and then you backed away. Right? Did you get scared? I didn't get scared. I just had, like, eight things going through my mind. All right. Quick one, and then we should get back to sports. Yes. Favorite musical? Wicked. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I need to think about that one for a second because I just saw Phantom of the Opera. I was going to say, I mine Phantom. is Phantom. I just saw Phantom. In, Favorite in, pit music out of any musical I saw ever. Phantom in, in New York and we, we went to the ACC Championship. Or not the ACC Championship. I wish it was the ACC Championship. Yeah, we went to the ACC Tournament in New York. Um, But I, I saw Wicked in Charlotte and I saw Phantom in New York. So I feel like it's really hard to compare. The Book of Mormon is also amazing. I, I, I see. I've never that. seen it. I've listened. Oh, my God. I've, I've seen UNC's production of Avenue Q, and that was really good. Year in Town is also a very good, very good musical. Mav, what are you thinking? I really like, uh, I was able to be a pit performer for Guys and Dolls at my high school. That's a good one. I think it's good an underrated one. story. Uh, Nathan Detroit, uh, who is portrait, or he's based off of a gangster by the name of A.R. Rothstein, who is... Uh, like Nathan Detroit, who was a very bad gambler, he lost a lot of money, and uh, it got him in some deep stuff about it. Quick side story with because, some music on his side. Quick side story because guys and dolls made me think of this. This is going to be a minor shout out slash roast to my older brother Ryan. Hi Ryan, if you're out there, probably not listening, but if you are, thank you. So, for his 21st birthday, my cu- my dad and uncles and cousins and grandpa took a trip to Las Vegas, and Ryan was playing craps and. Three or four times in a row, when you, you know how you're supposed to throw the dice at the side of the table, yeah, yeah. he threw them off the table oh, at like MGM. Ooh, He's no. a newly 21 year old, and the pit boss comes over to him and is like, "What the heck are you doing, boy?" <laughs> <laughs> he threw Same. that boy in there. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing, boy? Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Good one. Really, movie's better. I. The, the original. No, I'm talking the original. About the, I'm, I'm talking about the movie. I'm oh, talking about oh, the, no, the Disney talking, animated feature. Oh, you're no, talking, talking. We're about talking about like Broadway, like Broadway productions, not like a, not like a Why movie. It's so good. I can, I understand that. There was also Beauty and the Beast, uh, live, like a live production on Broadway. I yeah, they um, they took some songs from it and put it um, put it in the new movie. Have you seen it? Yes, I did. I saw it the day it came out. We were in. Uh, oh, I didn't know you were with us in uh, yeah. Greenville. So, um, Greenville. fun story. While we were in Greenville, when David, I, and Mav. Yeah, all three of us are in Greenville. Um, with the NCAA tournament, we didn't know what else to do in Greenville, so we went to the movies. <laughs> um, and we were talking to our band director. We were asking him if he wanted to come to the movies with us. He was like, um, 
maybe. What time were you trying to go? And we were like, uh, probably like 10 at night. It was like Thursday. It was the premiere. <laughs> it was the premiere of Beauty and the Beast. And he was like, I'll think about it. So then like 9 o'clock rolls around and he texts Matt. I think he texted you, Matt. He was like, sure, I'll go. <laughs> no, he's like, he said, when are we going? I'm like, he's oh coming. Gosh. Yeah. So um, I got emotional when Be Our Guest happened. I, I got a little emotional. I got emotional during the Beast song at the end. That was actually really good. That was from the musical, correct? Yeah, yeah it's from the musical. Um, I was thrown off by the auto tune oh. in, f- in, in Bell. Emma, yeah, Emma Watson's auto tune. She was threw me so off. She was trying so hard. I was so hyped. I was so hyped for them to do it. I knew it was coming. They were singing. And Luke Evans was phenomenal in that movie as Gaston. Mm-hmm. But Emma Watson's auto tune, I was like, girl. You can't do this to me. Why can you do this to us, Hermione? How can you do this to us? <laughs> so we're going to finish up with one last sports question, um, and then we'll get out of here. So um, Adam Shinehouse at A Shinehouse wants us to talk about um, the landscape of the NBA right now. Um, like, who? What? where do we – are we just supposed to bide our time until the Warriors hit cap hell? Maverick, I'm interested to hear your opinion on this. Yeah, I'd like the most – or I guess Mavin and Aaron are – I, I feel like I've heard from Colby and Aaron about this outside of this podcast, but I feel like I haven't heard your opinion on this. Mark Cuban has been on record to say that he wants to lock Adam Silver in his house until the Dallas Mavericks can be moved to the Eastern Conference, and I am with Mr. Cuban. You mean like DeAndre Jordan? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that – What would that change? Well, I, I on that – along those lines, I think that what they need to do is – well, there should still be conferences. I think that come playoff time, they should just rank top six. Like they should just they should take the top eight teams from each conference, but then they should just do the matchups based on record within those sixteen teams. So, like the Cavs could get matched up with say the Mavericks in the first round, because I think that that takes out the cakewalk of being in a certain conference. Because while the regular season is easier, then you're having an equally hard road in the playoffs. And then what's the point of what's the point of conferences at that point? Well, the thing is that. It's for in the NBA scheduling. scheduling. That's something that I love and hate about baseball is that the different leagues actually are different. Strong feelings about baseball. I I love baseball. I certainly don't. (laughs) But what I was saying is that that's something that even though it is a big problem with baseball, it's something that I love about baseball is that there's different rules in the two leagues, which makes being in different leagues like something that actually matters. Whereas in every other sport, different leagues are only a thing for scheduling purposes. They're completely arbitrary. But uh, still, Mav, like, what does moving Dallas to the Eastern Conference like? What does that accomplish? Like, you're still going to get stomped by LeBron. And who's going to switch with them in the Western Conference? Because then you got to move over Memphis, Memphis, New Orleans. I guess, but then you need to move Milwaukee to the West. The thing is that unless you're adding another team or two in the West, like if you're adding Seattle and Vancouver back, that's one thing because then you have to move two teams east. But if you're not expanding the league, then it doesn't geographically make sense to move anyone over conferences unless you're swapping New Orleans or Memphis and Milwaukee. How do we feel about expansion? Oh, I'm excited for expansion. I really want Seattle to Seattle get the Seattle needs a team. Seattle I want the needs a team. Back. 
We need the Supersonics back in our lives. Louisville could use a team because they I are think the Kentucky fifth. could use a team. Louisville is the fifth biggest basketball market in the country without an NBA team. Bigger than Raleigh-Durham. Like, it's, it's a huge Probably. basketball market. But my, my point is, I, or the point I was trying to get at is, I feel like their talent is already spread too thin in the NBA. It's getting a little not. I mean, obviously, let's let's be clear. It is obviously very one sided in the NBA right now. <laughs> yeah, but like you add two more teams, like the talent's going to be so spread out. I don't want a watered down NBA. Like, say what you want, but last year's finals, like they were the two star studded teams, and if you add teams, then I would argue that this off season creates a lot of interest. This past off season, tell me more. The I mean, I feel like oh, you see Minnesota right now, dude. Minnesota, they, you see these Timberwolves. You see these Timberwolves. <laughs> they look disgusting. <laughs> what's the deal with Kyrie? What's that? What's happening there? Yeah, Aaron, tell us. <laughs> you got the inside scoop. What I want is Eric Bledsoe and Josh Jackson. That's probably not going to happen. No, I would take. Andrew Wiggins and Jeff Teague, but that's not going to happen because no. we're not going to wait till December 15th. No. But I do not think that Dan Gilbert and LeBron James will let the Cavs get ripped off. I mean, he, Kyrie is gone in your mind? Yes. I would be shocked if he is in the locker room come first day of training camp. I didn't click on this link, because, but I got a bleacher report. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I looked at the headline. <laughs> I looked at the headline because I, I, we were at band, so I, I, uh, I didn't get a chance, but... Um, it said LeBron is a hundred percent out of Cleveland. How do you? That was from Chris Sheridan, right? I, I have no idea. That's I just, I believe it was from. Okay, he broke it both times. Both times were like four days before on a wild guess. So I would take that with a grain of salt. Okay, because the, the thing too. about LeBron is that his camp leaks nothing. That's why I never. He has a tight crew. Like yes, he, he runs a really tight ship over there. I feel like that's why I never believe anything. About LeBron from Adrian Wojnarowski because he hates Le- Smith. because he hates LeBron because LeBron doesn't give because he's the that's the only player in the league that he can't get a scoop on and so he just talks crap about LeBron because he's jealous and also his quality has gone significantly down since he's gone to ESPN he he is amazing on July first he is terrible as a sports writer. But I think that LeBron is not leaving Cleveland, and I've been saying that for months, because where is he going to go? What well, he has people, to go, he so, wants to go to a contender, but I feel like he, he doesn't know that. There is right no better place for him than Cleveland, because the only option... Even without Kyrie? The, if they get a good enough return... That's, that's the big question. The only thing that matters with LeBron is making it to the playoffs, because you know that playoff LeBron is unstoppable. But you got Derrick Rose running point. And I don't know if you see Derrick Rose. He stays lately. healthy and he's good. Uh, last season, you, the words. <laughs> you see his numbers. Big. You yeah. see his numbers last season. Well, he averaged what eighteen? Yeah, and he had like That's seven or eight assists, and he played like sixty-five games. Yeah. All right. The, 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 I think that LeBron is staying because there's literally nowhere for him to go. He's not going to go to Philadelphia. It doesn't fit. I don't know. He's man. not going to go to L.A. because they are three years out of being. 
a legitimate contender. JJ Redick, they don't have someone. JJ Redick really changes the landscape of the 76ers right now. I mean, he's the key piece, obviously. LA. I, look, they, I trust LA, in the process. People are like saying, people, people, are saying so. people are saying LA because they're saying that they look like Cleveland four, five years ago. But Lonzo Ball is far from Kyrie. Brandon Ingram is still raw as heck. Yes. They, they would need to get rid of Julius Randle and Larry Nance Jr. for them to afford LeBron. For them to be able to get LeBron and, say, Paul George, they essentially need to gut their roster. That's another thing we didn't talk about is Paul George to the Thunder. That changes and a lot. Does it? I think it changes the the quality of the East is now very slim. It was slim before. It is now barren in the East. Like, got, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's four you, teams with a losing record in the Eastern playoffs. Yeah, but at the, you at lose, the end of the day, it's going to be LeBron versus. Okay, but still, you lose. You lose Paul George. He goes to the West. Uh-huh. And who we Gordon Hayward? The Boston Celtics were already making the playoffs. Mm. What happens? We you just took a, a, the Pacers, who were a fringe team to begin with, yeah. and made them even worse. Just lower quality. You're not wrong. But I know this. <laughs> also, anyway. no, Nerland's Noel, if you can hear me, please sign with the Mavericks. You're a restricted free agent, and you need to sign this contract. Or the Hornets. Anyway, with that being said, thank you all for listening to the very first episode of Never Made Varsity. We're going to try to do this for you once a week. You can hit us up on Twitter at Never Made Varsity. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. Uh, my Twitter is at capital D underscore uppercase R I V E R under uh, underscore capital O. Uh, Twitter is not case sensitive. Matt, where are you? Yes, you, it is. No, it's not. Also, Colby, it's Never Made Pod, not oh, Never Made Varsity. My, my never Made Varsity is outside of the Twitter yeah, character limit. We tried. It's never Made Pod. Never Made Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at heartbreak, H-A-R-T-B-R-E-A-K, two underscores, kid. And you can find me at Aaron P. Friedman. <laughs> I know, original. Uh, Thank you, Jake Cochran, for your theme music. And we're going to get out of here. Thank you all. See you all.